The views expressed on the International Internet Strangers Mixtape do not necessarily reflect the views of the United States, the United Kingdom, their respective societies for the prevention of cruelty to animals, or postal services. And a crummy acoustic guitar introduction. Welcome. <laughs> uh, it, it's been a while. It's been a while since I've I've been working the soundboard. Let's test this out. Uh, Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence, Utah is a special place. Okay, everything seems to be coming through. I just, uh, and you know what? Maybe I'll put that uh, janky acoustic guitar intro in post. This is the uh, <laughs> International Internet Strangers Mixtape. Um, as always, uh, do. It's a great morning. This is the only podcast you'll ever listen to where you can tell the hosts apart on the first listen. Um, I'm honestly 60 episodes into the King cast. I can't tell when it's Wampler, when it's Vespi, or sometimes when it's the guest. <laughs> Some episodes, yeah. Yeah. But uh, my name is Damon. And I am Zed. And uh, we are uh, we are friends who met on the internet in the early 2000s. Uh, and this show is where we go through mixtapes, tip- typically where we go through mixtapes uh, that we've made for each other and kind of evaluate uh, how we have done. Uh, it's been a little bit since our last episode because one all of us has been of on holiday. Yeah, well, yeah, always true. Always all sorts of things. But but yeah, no, I, I, I was on a little island um, in France for a little while, which was very nice. But yeah. Um... Yeah, podcasting was not an option, unfortunately. Yeah, and I, I think that's just fine. I, I, I think <laughs> if there's one proper excuse for not podcasting, it's it's a good vacation. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, let's see. Oh, um, uh, trying to think of like news that's not like horrible world news or national news. Yeah, there's but, a lot of that going on. I mean, hey, it's Glastonbury Festival this weekend. Um, hey, so that's that's kind of uh, filling up my my news feeds. So Paul and, McCartney played last night. Ooh, always yeah. a treat. Yeah. And and Gla- Glasto's the one where it's just like his a farmer's field, and back in yeah. the sixties, he decided, oh, we should have uh, we should have some music out here, and it just has built exactly. for the last fifty like, years. So this uh, dairy farmer called Michael Evis and his wife went to some kind of like local blues festival, I think. Uh-huh. And they're like, you know, you know what? We we could do this, and it's <laughs> it's all kind of uh, snowballed from there to become like yeah, easily the UK's you know most established festival. It's yeah, the big that, one. That's so good. That's that's a, that's a feel good story. If anything is, yeah, I was actually because you know quiz i run a pub quiz and i like to do kind of seasonal questions so i did a glastonbury round and uh one of my favorite things the first ever glastonbury it cost a pound to get in yes i think uh t-rex and the kinks were playing or, <laughs> or the kinks and mark bolin um and because it was on a dairy farm you also got a free bottle of milk with your entry that, oh that's great yeah <laughs> Because nothing, nothing beats the festival heat like a nice Ooh, bottle yes. of milk, curdled fresh dairy, <laughs> lovely. Which inadvertent cheese making. 
Mm. Um, uh, oh, in, in personal news, I finished a, a, a book, like a, a paper, no pictures in it book. I finished reading <laughs> Christine. Huzzah! Round of applause! Yeah. That was a real good feeling. And then I had to figure out what to do, what to do next. Because mm. it's it's been Christine for, like, since 2019. Uh, it yeah. has to have been when I picked it up because I was still going into the office at my previous job um, after I finished the dark half. So, uh, yeah. So now I'm reading Jurassic Park. Nice. Oh, I did. I did really enjoy Jurassic Park, which I only read a few years ago, to be fair. Um, but yeah, your your observation about um, you know they're saying all these things that are like mind blowing, and it's like yeah, but I did see the film thirty years ago, so. Yeah, the, yeah, there have been exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> at, at least two characters so far say, well, "I thought dinosaurs were big." <laughs> yeah, and and granted, that comes up more in the second movie than the first because the opening scene of Lost World got pulled out of the first novel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I've seen that too, so I know it's no basilisk lizard. No. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's just funny because it's so much a part of of the culture and so much of what we know, you know, especially being how old would I have been like nine years old when the first movie came out. Yeah. So much of what I know about dinosaurs came right from there. So. Oh, totally. Well, actually, I I, I kind of uh, already had the dinosaur obsession by that point. I, I was I was like a rocks and fossils kind of kid, you know. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So I, I liked looking at dinosaurs and I liked anything, you know, man, there were so many cartoons. Mm. You had your uh, Denver the Last Dinosaur, your Dino Saucers, uh, Dino Riders. Yeah, um, Land Before Time. Oh, yeah, Land Before Time, Prehysteria, uh, They're Back, I think was one. Oh, I don't know that one. Yeah, a lot of them, notoriously bad. Mm. Uh, my cousin had a, a VHS uh, I think it was just called Dinosaurs, which was also the the sitcom with the the Henson Muppets and yeah. Oh, I loved that. But the I mean, yeah, I mean that's that's solid entertainment. Ends with an actual extinction level event, as very yeah. few sitcoms are <laughs> brave enough to do. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's it yeah, it's accurate. I you know, I I can I can suspend disbelief long enough to support uh you know a family of dinosaurs walking around in eighties nineties clothing. Yeah, of various species. Yeah, exactly. End of the world moment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, this this is where I I gotta say the producers of How I Met Your Mother absolute cowards. We <laughs> <laughs> just tell them the whole story, and before we find out, boom, asteroid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, but dinosaurs, the, uh, the, the VHS that, that my cousin had, uh, it's a bunch of different like segments, largely claymation and feature, uh, I, I'll find it on YouTube and I'll, I'll post it because this is here. Let me even write that down because mm. I've watched it on YouTube in the last few years and my goodness, uh, it does not hold up. Oh, that's a shame. I thought you were going to say it's great. No, it's. I, but I'm it's, a sucker for claymation. Yeah, I mean it's very fun. It absolutely is, but but the the frustration I had in the uh, you know like historical accuracy and like oh that joke's awful. But right, we right. do get to see a bit of oh no, Fred Savage is bad now. I think. 
Is he? Uh, I'll have, well, have to Google that one. Yeah, I think he he's no longer producing something. Mm. I, and I, I don't think he's like Kevin Spacey bad or, or anything. I think just maybe hard to work with. Okay. Uh, so dinosaurs VHS I'm writing down. <laughs> but he does I mean, he does show up. The... And and oh, young okay. Fred Savage is is not the one who had these problems. No, totally. That's why I can listen to the Jackson 5. Yes. Um no, I was going to say claymation dinosaurs uh, another childhood staple was I think it's called Will Vinton's Claymation Christmas um which is okay. hosted by two claymation dinosaurs. Um, oh, that does sound Herb, familiar now. Herb and something. I can't remember, but yeah, it's good. Good fun. Just oh. about stands the test of time. That's great. That's great. Maybe I'll write that down too. See, a big problem with the way I've got my stuff set up today is my notebook is on my left side, and I am oh, no. notoriously not left-handed. <laughs> Everybody I've dated has been either left-handed or ambidextrous, but I... I, it intentionally didn't no just a weird coincidence. <laughs> yeah. that would be weird be like i i feel like we're really vibing but i have to ask it's a bit of a deal breaker yeah can you sign the check Are you left-handed? Yeah. <laughs> or it'd just be like real weird about it can you sign and print your name on this blank piece of paper i, I need to observe something oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right well i do have to get to work this morning so Shall we uh, shall we dive on in? Let's carry on. So, huh, do you remember the last song? Last song we did. I know where we're starting, but I don't have the the track list in front of me. Yeah. So we've just had our slightly miserable run of uh, Doves, Mar Mars Volta, and Head Swim. I think we finished. Okay. With. Yeah. So ex except for uh, Mars Volta, I'd say, you know, sort of maudlin, indie pop. Yeah. Guitar and piano, sort of. Not too sad, but a little sad. Yeah, maudlin, okay. like you said. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, I, I, I do appreciate this next segment. I, I, after we finished uh, the last episode and I started do working on the clips for this one, I did message you and I was like, this is where, this is where it really picks up. Yeah, it's about time. Although I guess this next song doesn't quite pick up as far as tempo. It's, it's, it's the bridge. It's the bridge between the the moody section and the slightly less moody section. Oh yeah. All right. Well, let's let's let the people hear. He's been taking too much on. There he goes with his perfect Uh, Off He Goes by Pearl Jam. I it's I mean it is kind of sad, but it's it's also kind of beautiful as well. Yeah, I think. It's, um, especially since it was written while, and this is consensus about Lane Staley from Alice in Chains. 
So mm-hmm. written while Lane was still with us. So there was mm. still that, you know, glimmer with it that, hey, maybe, maybe my friend can turn this all around. You know, he's going to make mm-hmm. some bad decisions, but we're not done yet. That's interesting. I've, I've, I've read like different interpretations that it's about like growing up and friends leaving rather than being about anyone specific, or it might even be about himself, but oh, sure. I think I like, I like your interpretation. Um, and it could it could be all of these things really that's the lovely thing about art yeah absolutely it's you know even if it started out being about something specific it it can kind of change kind of but um yeah i don't think i ever really truly saw a kind of like dark side to this song i always just thought it was quite a optimistic in its way kind of yeah kind of thing yeah that's Um, that's i see that that's what i see in it as well mm. it's it's just it's really nice um this has become uh my wife's like one pearl jam song oh that's cool so yeah so that's you know on her her big playlist that i i keep running yeah yeah oh cool so yeah, this is from their fourth studio album, um, No Code. And this was one of my many, many secondhand purchases from my local record store. Nice. Um, and it was a really nice addition, actually. I don't know, like, I've not really noticed it in, in record sh- stores since, but uh-huh. it, it was a kind of, like, cardboard gatefold that came with, like, these... The, the artwork is, like, a kind of... Um, like a, a mosaic, a collage. Great words. Yeah. A collage was the word I was looking for of of Polaroids, and then the edition that I had came with you know obviously they were fake but like printed yeah. out copies of the Polaroids, which, which you sent um, to me. Yeah. Oh, cool. Oh, I, that's cool. I think I think it was. Oh, yeah. Of course, it would have been when you burned me a copy. I can't remember which order it was, but it was No Code and uh, Reality, or at least portions of Reality. So it would have been all of No uh. Code and then some of the songs from. Uh, what was then the new Bowie record. Ah, uh, nice. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. But no, it was just, um, you know, I had friends, well, mostly friends' older siblings who were really into Pearl Jam. Um, but I think this was the only album of theirs that I ever actually owned. Um, That's interesting, because it's it's kind of a, a forgotten album, because when, when you see Pearl Jam, you know, obviously 10 and Versus, mm-hmm. and then it's Vitalogy next, and then No Code? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so 10 Versus uh, and Vitality, Vi- Vitology, Vitalology. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, I can picture, I can picture the word. And then it, yeah. it kind of picks up again, it yield binaural, and, and people might bring up Riot Act, but mm. uh, but yeah, this, this came to me actually at the height of my Pearl Jam listening, which was actually almost entirely through um, their bootleg series mm. which had had just started so I had two I had Cincinnati Ohio from August I think August of 2000 and then I had uh, and that was a two disc set and I had State College Pennsylvania uh, if I was if I was real sharp I'd remember all the dates but that's from like 2002 
that's a hmm. three disc one. Um, I I chose which which ones I got based on like how many covers they had. Yeah. So like State College has they they do Know Your Rights and the uh, oh there's a who oh the kids are all right really cool acoustic version of kids are all right did you share with me or is it something that i found independently uh is it power jam performing with neil young or doing like neil young covers or something oh well the uh neil young album mirror ball pearl jam was the backing group ah okay okay and then oh there and there was something else where neil young and pearl jam crossover Mm hmm because I, I had a bit of a, a Neil Young deep dive years ago. But, I mean, you know, obviously his his back catalogue is just enormous. So I didn't really get into the weeds too much. But, uh, yeah, in my head, I'm like, there's some great Pearl Jam Neil Young stuff. But what was it? Uh, <laughs> Neil, Young, Neil Young Pearl Jam. But, uh, let's see, that's a live video of them doing Rockin' in the Free World. That was also one of the, the covers. Um, uh, Mirrorball. There's an article titled How Neil Young Helped Name Pearl Jam. Okay. Because they had been uh, Mookie Blaylock before that first album came out. <clears throat> but I think Mookie Blaylock, a, a basketball player for, I want to say, the Atlanta Hawks. And oh, cool. his jersey number was 10, and that's where the first album got its name. I do know that much. Uh, Journey, Pearl Jam, Rush covered Neil Young. Uh, okay, I guess all I'm finding is is Mirrorball, where Pearl Jam was mm. the the backing band, and then they they would have toured together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, not not to say that I uh, didn't listen to or didn't like Pearl Jam's other stuff, but I mean, you know, like we've said before. The ones that you own always have a special place in your heart. Yeah. So, the the ones um, the ones that uh, live in your discman while you're walking around. Exactly, exactly. And this was one of those for me. So, um, yeah. All right, ready for the next one? Let's do it. love the pixies they're great aren't they yeah really really good um let's see so oh no i'm thinking of wave of mutilation has the the two versions is there a second version of manta ray probably yeah so there was um so this was from the b-sides album but then they released a 25th anniversary 25th anniversary um of do little that was like expanded all versions yeah 
I'm pretty sure there's other stuff on there. Um, yeah. You're, you're the, the musical thesaurus, not me. Fair enough. <laughs> Manta Ray Pixies. Um, yeah, so this was, yeah, like I said, it's from the B-Sides album. It was originally the B-Side to Monkey's Gone to Heaven. Okay. Um, which, like I said, was from Doolittle. But yeah, I mean, for a B-Sides album, it's pretty banging, I have to say. Yeah, that was, so yeah, that was almost one of my, one of my, uh, what, it's so, it's so strange (laughs) to think back to when you had to be kind of selective about which album uh, you were going to, going to get. So, yeah, 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 there was a a, a record shop in, I want to say Bury St. Edmunds. Um, and that's where I got, uh, what, what did I get there? I got, oh, uh, <laughs> Faith No More's Live at the Brixton Academy. I got there. Okay. And no, Eels. No, it wasn't Eels. Eels was somewhere else. But that, yeah, but that Pixies B-Sides was one of the, uh, one of the maybes that I had for it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's great. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? When you, you know, you're living off of pocket money or whatever money you're earning from some really crappy job yeah mine was uh <laughs> stacking shelves at the co-op uh you're a bag boy weren't you i was yeah, yeah. um okay that <laughs> yeah you know other song i was thinking of is, is called dancing the manta ray it's also on that yes 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 okay but yeah yeah when you've got that that limited limited income Mm. And you just, you go and you scan the shelves and you've got, you know, the points you always hit, make sure they still have, you know, that copy of the second uh, Stone Temple Pilots album or, you know, <laughs> I say, okay, well, I, I need to get that first garbage record. I don't have it yet, but we'll push that off. Mm. Yeah. Nice problems to have, wasn't it? it you yeah. Know, not worrying about bills and things like that. It's like, no, which... Foo Fighters album. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I I remember um, turntable because you know you could go in and sell your old CDs and, and that's where I got a lot of mine from secondhand. Oh yeah. I remember at some point someone sold off their entire Cypress Hill collection. Oh wow. And it it was the whole back catalogue for like a pound each, so I bought them all. Yeah. Um, which was a little bit intense going from having zero cypress hill in my life to, to having, having all, all of it the cypress hill. <laughs> but um yeah wow. i was very pleased with myself for a long time <laughs> with that purchase uh have, have you have you listened to any like of the newer pixies stuff like the post reunion stuff no i had to think about it yeah. no i don't think i have i i have but nothing's really hooked me like it it, for somebody like it doesn't have the like listening to manta ray right there there's personality like all over it you're like yeah that's a pixie song but you know the what 20 years they were off doing other stuff really you know they kept rolling kept evolving and maybe this is what the pixies would have sound like if they had stayed together um Mm. but yeah i guess i would have seen them around this time 2003 maybe 
because it was at that um, Belgian music festival oh, okay. that I went to where David Bowie wasn't there, but the Pixies were. Okay. Uh, but I think that's the only time I've ever seen them. Yeah, I saw them in, let's see, 2016, 2015. Mm. Best Coast opened, I remember that. Um, yeah, I don't, and I don't think Kim was with them. I think, oh, that was, that's right, that was the second time I'd seen uh, Paz La Chantine. Never comfortable how to pronounce that last name. I, I saw her with Zwan, and then uh, she was with Pixies when I saw Pixies. Right, 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 right. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the newer stuff, the newer stuff didn't hook me. I've got, I've got some of, them. I got the MP3s somewhere. Um, mm. uh, so when I say somewhere, I guess they're under P for Pixies, listed <laughs> by release date. Incredibly easy to find. Uh, yeah, just have to choose to. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a great little song, kind of fills in where I didn't get the B-Sides collection, but I got Manta Ray. Yeah. I, I think... I do. I, I still recommend it as it's just a great... It's a great collection. You know, yeah. even even for a B-Sides collection, it's great. And it's got some really good covers on there as well. Yeah, I, I noticed they... they uh, I was just looking at the track listing and they cover the theme to the video game NARC, which is sure. wild. <laughs> I, I'm amazed that... Like any any evidence that the game Narc ever existed, is is a treat for me because there was a, a like a, a diner like a burger place that had the arcade machine, and then mm. I got it for Christmas on the NES one year, um, and the the big the, there's a couple of big differences between the arcade version and the the NES version, and one is that the the logo, is, on the mm. NES version is splattered with yellow instead of red. Uh, to kind of tone down the violence but basically yeah basically like you're a cop or two cops if you're doing two player red and blue um <laughs> and you go around and you can most of the bad guys you can bust um you can arrest them and and they go off or you just shoot everybody and you get like rockets and it's it's truly wild like there's drug labs and the final boss is a head on giant spider legs like kind of modok but on on robot legs I was going to make a social commentary uh, comment about kids growing up playing that game, but I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to Fair do enough. it. It's all good. All right. Uh, okay, let's, let's bop on to the next one. It's a good bop. with Pin from their first album, Fever to Tell. Um, I'm sure I've said this before. I feel like I'm getting to the point where I'm just, I've run out of stories. I'm repeating myself. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I did but, stop yeah. myself from telling my, how I got Death to the Pixies story. I was like, there's no way I haven't told the Death to the Pixies story. Hmm. <laughs> have you? That's a question. I don't well, remember. But e yeah, I, I, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Go I was going to say, eagle-eared listeners, shoot us an email, iispod at gmail.com. 
Uh, Do you know the death to the pixie story? Yeah. Have I told the story and should I tell this story? Mm, um, vote now. Yeah, <laughs> like and subscribe. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, this this was uh, one of the tapes that I had in my first ever car. Oh, nice. I had uh, Fever to Tell on one side and Acrobatic, acrobatic Tenement by... Uh, at the Drive-In? At the Drive-In. I was, I was thinking Mars Volta and I was like, no, that's not right. Mars, no, Mars, no. <laughs> come on, brain. <laughs> yes, acrobatic. Uh, why can't I speak today? Acrobatic tenement. Well, I don't. I don't think. I don't think they made it easy for you. To be fair. No, no, too too many syllables. But yes, so that was one of my tapes in my car, and I pretty much wore it out. Um, just yeah, 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 yeah. So just so like fresh and exciting and full of energy. Yeah, that that um, was a real uh like crest of that garage wave yeah uh because they yeah the, like that's where they came in but they weren't you know just like another hives sound alike sort of band no well i mean you know if you if you look at how a lot of those kind of garage bands garage rock bands uh -huh. kind of evolved and where they've ended up now you know look at some of the stuff that Okay, maybe not the yeah, yeah, yeahs, but Karen O went on to do oh some really interesting like sound uh, soundtrack stuff. Yeah, where, uh, where the um, wild things are. Yeah, yeah, Just, yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah, and many others. <laughs> ah, yeah, it worked. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, she's done a lot of really interesting. Like, I just uh, I found a Spotify playlist of David Bowie covers, and mm. she covered Under Pressure with. Do you, you want to guess the, the, the artist she covered it with? Oh, well, first I have to guess, is she David or Freddie? Uh, hmm. she, she, uh, and my brain's, it, it's all just under pressure in my head. I, I, uh, she's f first voice, <laughs> first singing. Uh, okay. she, she's Bowie. Okay. She's Bowie. Man, which makes I don't know the fact that the Freddie Mercury part is Willie Nelson that much weirder. What? It's it's a that is so weird. Hold on, let me let me pull it up here. I had I had one of the the upcoming songs queued, but this is worth it to go back and find. Let's hear a bit of it here, because it's not like the uh, the under pressure cover that I I used to love by the used and my chemical romance where it's oh they they just did big rock version of it it's uh it's this nice it's quite slowed down yeah. isn't it yeah, let's move on in pressure pushing down on me people on the streets Better. People on the streets. Da -da 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 -da. 
So, I, I'm not against it in principle, but it feels really slowed down and kind of made me feel like I was underwater listening to it. Like the Karen O's solo stuff kind of does that a lot. She did an yeah, album with yeah. uh, Danger Mouse that's a lot like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, but Pin, if we can go back to that, that, that was the first, yeah, first yeah, 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 yeah song I, I heard. And I love singing the instrumental refrain. Like, I don't think <laughs> I'd ever heard that before then. Uh, maybe haven't yeah. heard it since then, but it's, it's just, it's fun. Um, it's so loud. Like, no matter what volume you play it at, like, there's, like, just this loud brashness to it that I loved. Um, but I mean, it's it's not like the loudest, craziest song on the album. Oh, yeah. like, I think I, th I think "Date with the Night" was probably the first single. I assume it was. It was definitely one of the three singles from that album. But I mean, that is like full force in oh, your yeah. face. Then really, Maps and and uh, Pin are the only. I think the only ones from that album that I know. Um, mm. I I've been trying to get. Uh, I've been checking the Orem Public Library take a shot everybody um but they've only got the one with the big mosquito on the cover and i think it splits so right right, right. yeah cool but yeah that was that was a, a real fun treasure that that's one of my favorite little treats from this this mix oh that makes me happy all right ready to roll on let's do it Fucking with a guitar, what does he want to do? But be like me, Taz and Jimmy Page and Hendrix too. Learning how to learn how to play and practicing every day. But I was really feeling I might be some lady this way. In a young man's mind, it's a simple world. There's a little loop of music and the rest is girls. In a young man's mind, in a young man's mind, in a young man's mind, in a young man's mind. The Mooney Suzuki, Young Man's Mind. I mean, that's it's just so painfully 2002, 2003 is, yeah. garage rock revival. We're, we're, we're really, <laughs> we're really uh, skimming off the top of 2002 here. But you know what? It's it's a little it's a little time it, capsule for yeah, everybody. Yeah, for sure. This is uh, this is what we were listening to. Um, I think you know, I I only really knew about this band because. They sounded a little bit like the Stooges or the Ramones yeah. or something, and as such, were booked to support like the Hives. There you go, the um, Hives, the, the Strokes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, they did a big tour with the Strokes as well. So I, I did see them live at some point, and they were really good oh, fun, I, like high that's energy. Good. That'd be a real disappointing surprise if they if they didn't bring it, bring that yeah. fun live. Imagine, but uh, yeah. I, but yeah, you know, God knows what's happened to them since then. It's it's not a sound that really endured. Oh ironically. yeah, well, I mean, right now the, the, there's no guitars anymore. Not to sound like that old guy, mm. just like observation. Not not lamenting it. Like I'm genuinely just observing. You don't get a lot of guitars anymore. 
because there's so many other ways mm -hmm. to make sounds and it's so available you know this is true um what was i as, as some they were oh, i was listening to someone talk about a song and it had a really good guitar solo in it and they're like well you don't hear anything like that anymore i was like well that'd be kind of interesting if you, if you did have oh gosh what solo was it is it it's uh, this is so useless let's <laughs> say it wasn't this but let's say suck my kiss by red hot chili peppers um okay but I, I was thinking like it would be pretty interesting if you had like this modern lo-fi sort of bleeps and bloops sort of pop song but with like just like a raging maybe not raging but like like a real needly dweedly dweedly sort of guitar solo in it i i you saying that is making me think i'm sure i've heard someone do that like you know a lot of these artists who are kind of it's you know we can be old and grouchy but at the same time it is a kind of exciting time for music yeah. because like you say the rules are kind of out the window you know like beyonce's latest single is kind of like a bit house music -y. sure yeah and you know you, you get a bit of bounce in there and it's like okay okay we're getting we're getting funky with genres you know like I can imagine someone like Lil Nas X doing that with the like guitar. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know? I, uh, yeah, yeah, exact. That's exactly where like it might come in, especially like he sampled uh, Nine Inch mm. Nails on Old Town Road. So, I yeah. Didn't know so that. so okay. Trent Reznor now has a, a country music award. Oh, that's yeah. amazing! That's fantastic. Trivia. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of the ghosts <laughs> tracks. Well. I have to fish it up. Yeah, yeah. That's so Old good. Town Road. Hopefully I remember what OTR stands for. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I, I think that Mooney Suzuki song ended up in a, a car commercial. So they got uh, that sure, money. Yeah, I can see that happening. Nice. Um, the, the music video... Does it have I, Jack I looked Black at... in it? With the awful British accent? It does have Jack yeah. Black. Yeah, he, he's meant to be like their british manager yeah, or something like the, uh... and and you've got the two of them sitting either side of him in the back of a what's meant to be like a uh -huh. limo i guess just clearly completely failing to keep a straight <laughs> face or jack black is just being hilarious in the middle of them they're like yeah you know, it, i mean that that's a tough job that's the not land. the job they signed up for when they picked up guitars was trying to keep a straight no. face around jack black <laughs> I, I I would challenge most people to do that, to yeah. be fair. But, yeah, he's... Oh, and now the challenge is, can I remember the name of the manager from Spinal Tap? And I can't... I want to say Ian, no, but that's no. kind of a default yeah. name, character, British character name. <laughs> um, Ian, probably? Yeah, probably Ian. No, I can't remember... No. All right, so let let's let's keep it real. Two thousand two. Um, mm. So I, I I for whatever reason the the sound clip for this next one didn't upload. So I'm uh, just going to start it and kind of jump into the song. Okay. To all the killers and the hundred dollar billers. For real dealers that ain't got no feelings. Check it out now. 
I got you stuck off the realness. We be the infamous, you heard of us. Official white folks murderers. My mom comes equipped for warfare. Beware of my crime family who got enough shots to share. For all those who want to profile and pose, rock you in your face, stab your brain with your nose bone. You all alone in these streets, cousin. Every man for they self in this land would be gunning. And keep them shook crews running like they supposed to. They come around, but they never come close to. I can see it inside your face. You're in the wrong place. Cowards like you just get their whole body laced up. Okay, so that's that's the problem with playing it off Spotify instead of like I picked out 30 seconds and it'll fade in and it'll fade out and I will stop it. I I love this one so much. It yeah. Yeah. All right, so yeah, so t- tell the folks where, where this is from. Okay, so this is a, a lesser known compilation album called Loud Rocks, um, which was another one of my turntable secondhand discount discoveries, uh, which is from the year 2000. And I think the brief was uh, to basically pair hip hop artists with metal and heavy rock bands and create insane covers yeah. and mashups. Kind of like the, the Judgment Night soundtrack is, I guess, it, honestly, that's the reference. That's like the what I've picked up from you know people a little bit older than me. I haven't ever actually listened mm. to the Judgment Night soundtrack. I've listened to one or two songs and they didn't jump at me the way, you know, this and, and the next track uh, did. This this is one of the, the CDs that was on my check check the shelf when you go to the store it was almost almost my purchase um yeah i mean i'm just looking you can get it on ebay for like two quid now yeah i'm I'm very the front cover is just so cringy i'd almost forgotten it's like a kind of cgi like a like bodybuilder kind kind of like if dr manhattan was in mr universe Yes, yes, and wearing weird red budgie smugglers with a CD yeah. on the front, like it, like a yeah. like a okay. record belt buckle. Yeah, um, yeah, the yeah the cover is is I, I I saw it on vinyl somewhere, and I was like, ooh, do yeah. I? No, I don't. I don't want it. That's not how I want this. Um, oh, no way! It only got two out of five. Yeah, I think it got a lot of like. Well, like one of the reviews I read was just like a, a, a poor comparison to the Judgment Night soundtrack. But right, right, right. Uh, so, so it's uh, Shook One's Part Two. That's Everlast. It's it's listed officially as Everlast and Mob Deep, but I mm. don't know. Like this is one where the collaboration of it's not like really clear to me. Like on the next track, I can tell mm. when it's you know who's doing the, the, the music and who's doing the vocal at what point I can tell kind of the collaboration on it, but here it just sort of sounds like Everlast. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the confusing thing, isn't it? It's like in this mashup, I suppose mob deep is the hip hop element and Everlast is probably supposed to be the kind of rock. Which is very funny because he's a rapper, rapper. but he's got that gravel voice. So he's a, yeah it's so funny how he 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 fills the rock element of this um yeah so strange but no i this this album introduced me i i i'm almost ashamed to say it but it introduced me to 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 some hip-hop tracks that i just didn't know about before 
hearing the weird covers of them. Um, I'm sure that's very shameful, but you know. Yeah. You, you and, well, it's it's got to come from somewhere, <laughs> you know. Yeah. There's 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 a lot of hip hop. Yeah. It. So that's that's the thing that that mm. I, I've realized. Oh, I mean, is like ten years ago. It hit me. I was like, oh, I mean, rap just moves too fast for me. It's yeah. I'm I'm you know, coming to terms with being stuck in the '90s because it's just so rapid, like the mm. the the local scenes. It's you know all around the country different scenes moving at different speeds so yeah i i don't know i kind of feel like that about pretty much all Fair genres enough, yeah. these days like i'm just i'm just completely out of touch but yeah like there's um so in a in a former life i used to work in the world of pr which meant that i worked alongside a lot of journalists and i i still oh actually i don't anymore because i've got a new twitter i was gonna say i still follow <laughs> one of the journalists on my old Twitter account, I did anyway, who used to write about boring business stuff, but is now living out his dream writing about oh, awesome. hip hop, um, which is really cool. But yeah, some of the artists he posts about, I should give him a follow actually with my new account. Um, I'm just like, I don't know who these people are. I don't know what yeah. you're talking about, you know? Yeah, like, uh, so th there's a website I used to, to frequent for, for mashups. They, they would mash up modern hip hop with like indie rock. Uh, it's the hood internet. Mm. Um, and just, I, I would go through it. I'd be like, okay, well, I know, I, I would download tracks where I knew one of the artists. Occasionally it was mm. the rapper. Usually I would, okay, I know, you know, Modest Mouse or, um, Mm. of uh what's it we're from barcelona or of montreal and like i've heard of them i yeah. yeah and again that was like 10 at least 10 years ago so um i yeah i kind of anyway shook ones part two uh and survival of yeah. the fittest is something I, I learned later that like the whole second half is a, a different mob deep song Oh yeah, see, I, I I didn't get that reference yeah. either. You know, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think that is probably the strongest track. I'm just looking yeah, at the that's... track listing. Probably, probably the strongest on this. Yeah, I think. I I do like the system of down Wu Tang Clan opening yeah, track. Shame. Opens with shame. shame. Yeah. But it's so, so yeah, the con uh, your enjoyment of this record, I think, uh, hinges a lot on your ability to know, to hear white people say the N word. Yeah. And, and, you know, I appreciate, you know, Serge Tankian is, I don't know, is, is he even or, white? Yeah, I don't uh, know. But, but is, it, well, since, yeah, it's tough because white's not really a thing. He's Armenian, is what he is. But okay. it, are Armenians Even white? So, like I Italians just, it, didn't used to be. Louis Prima was controversial in the 30s and 40s for being too Italian. And you know, wow, Italian wasn't yeah. white enough for, for America at that point. So either way, not a bad But no, I, I, I think the crux of it is, is someone who is not an African-American yeah. person singing the N-word. I think even at, at the time when I first heard it, I was like, ah, that's yeah. a bit weird. And now I'm just like, no, that's, that's, I, that's yeah. too much. 
<laughs> for for whatever reason, that. it kind of rolls off when Everlast does it, because that is in Chuck ones. Right. But it's, I mean, the way System of a Down is like so upfront about everything, like in their yeah, their vocal yeah, performance, yeah. it's it's kind of sitting right out there. But also, you know, it's in collaboration with the artist who wrote the song. So, I mean, I don't want to get into a discussion yeah. about permission to say it or anything, but, no. you know, it was agreed upon. Um, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I have to assume that uh, Riza and Serge talked about it. Um, you, you'd hope, I'd yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd really love to know more yeah about that, i i, I really that. want and there's it's this album is such a kind of little blip on the the historic radar there's hardly anything like i i checked uh genius uh, I, i'll usually check genius for songs like this uh when we're doing them on the show mm-hmm. there's no notation at all like it doesn't even say that oh this verse is from survival of the fittest not shook ones and so i want yeah. i want a documentary about the collaborations here like who brought what yes! and and how they feel about it, how Dead Prez feels about, you know, what Static X did. That's a really good one. I forgot about that yeah, until just yeah. now. Um, that is a good one. But yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean so so yeah, I appreciate the the time is running down. We've got one more track from this mix that Yeah, yeah, we, we want to get this in the through. next one, but is it, is it... um is it, is it worth mentioning some of yeah, the other yeah yeah go go on down some of the other ones dead press static x one of the one of the top ones i haven't listened to most of the album but yeah who, yeah. who else is here so we've got sugar ray and the alcoholics <laughs> people, uh, people forget sugar ray used to be a real heavy band if, if you listen to floored that had fly on it that's a that's a hard rock yeah. album yeah except for fly the huge yeah. hit <laughs> yeah yeah the uh the single uh yeah. what else have we got endo and exhibit yeah, i saw that i was like oh i've never heard of endo outside of this no and then you've got half of rage against machine you've got tom morello and chad smith oh chad oh, smith is Ch- chili peppers from... yeah 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 yeah. sorry no that's that's fair chad smith brad wilk it sounds alike yeah yeah well, also really. <laughs> that might be tim i forget brad and tim who does what yeah yeah sorry but sorry yes. rhythm sections everywhere I also forget Adam Clayton and Larry Mullen Jr. So we're forgiven. Uh, <laughs> Chad Smith and Wu Tang Clan combine. Uh, crazy Town and oh, the Alcoholics good. again. We don't love Gosh, a bit crazy of Crazy Town. I'd love to know what happened to them. I ooh, uh, no, you don't. I looked no? it up. It's okay. It's sadder than you'd like to know. Oh, I forget oh. how exactly, but I, I, I checked their Wikipedia and I did not like what I saw. Oh, that's never fun. Uh, Seven Dust and Exhibit. You've got yeah. quite a few um, repetitions here. I think they were getting yeah. their money worth, money's worth. Uh, Butch Vig and oh, MOP. That's fun. So, yeah, I can't remember about that one. Like a bit of Butch Vig. And then, uh, wow, Ozzy Osbourne, Tony, Tony Iommi, and Wu Tang. That what, uh, what? What song is that one? Is that one on the? It says I know... for. For heaven's sake, two thousand. Oh, because I know Ozzy and Wu Tang have a song on the South Park Chef Aid soundtrack. Oh yeah, I remember it, that. No, nowhere to run. I want to say. Yes, well yeah. remembered. Or maybe it's like Ozzy, ODB, and Fuzzbubble. Maybe. Right. Fuzzbubble right. shows up. 
Um, okay, now I gotta look up the Chef Aid soundtrack. Sorry, listener. It's so. <laughs> if you only remember what's good from it, the Chef Aid soundtrack is so good. It was pretty damn good, actually. Um, the, that, there's a Joe Strummer the, uh... song. The Rancid song on there is fantastic. The thing is, in my head, I get the Chef Aid soundtrack mixed up with the Beavis and Butthead Do America soundtrack. Oh, okay. That's got your uh, Roller Coaster of Love and... Lesbian Seagull. Um... <laughs> oh, that's... Yeah, so uh, Beavis and Butthead would have Lesbian Seagull. Uh, Chef Aid's got Ween's Homo Rainbow. Yeah. yeah. Which is it? It's a good track. Um, oh, so so now I'm thinking we need to <laughs> we need an alternative uh, pride mix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so no nowhere to run is Crystal Method, Jack Blades. Uh, oh, this is that's who wrote it. That's the writers performed by Ozzy Osbourne, DMX, and Old Dirty Bastard. Music by Crystal Method with Fuzzbubble. Wow, well remembered. Oh, I looked it up. But you, uh, you remembered Fuzzbubble before. Oh, you that's true. Out. Uh, uh, so yeah. let's, let's go on next, uh, track on a prize for the first runner up is also a track from loud rocks. It yeah. is, and bo- both of these, both of these tracks, this is how I know the words to them. These two and dead prez. Well, I think I've, I, I know the regular, you put both versions of hip hop by dead prez on stuff for me. So, um, but yeah, uh, Ooh, if, if I can quickly reference another podcast and have the listeners take a shot, um, I think it's Sean Diston is a regular guest on Comedy Bang Bang. Uh, and every once in a while, he'll throw out, there's a war going on outside. Just yeah, like, that is safe. yeah, yes. and it's, it's one that Scott never picks up on, but I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> I know that one. I, I know a rap thing. I knew it. <laughs> I know the next line. Um, you can run, but you can't hide forever. Uh, it's so good. It's so good, though. Like Everlast voice fits on it so well, and I hate how much I'm praising Everlast covering a modern <laughs> song, but it's well, it's, it's, it's on a paper, man. It's right there. That's true. Yeah. Oh, and uh, <laughs> so if you follow me on Twitter at Goatboy72, uh, I've been when I listen to an album at work, I, I've been documenting it. Listen to Mariah Carey's Butterfly album. There's a, yeah, you did. There's a song on there that samples uh, Shook One's part two. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. For, yeah. It's not a really interesting album, but there's some real interesting moments. Hmm. Um, okay, let's roll on. Next I'm sure the, oh. the little lambs of the world would disagree with you. Up in the hot tub, bubbly, spot love, punish me, don't stop. Watch the pond get wicked when I stick it, even look be like, don't stop, get it, get it. I don't want to be a baby no more. I'm not a player, I just crush a lot. I'm not a okay uh again i could just let the whole thing play and <laughs> and that's that's not necessarily good radio well i mean for radio it's perfect because you play a song but it's not good podcast that's, that's the expectation yeah <laughs> goodness so that that 
I'm pretty sure that was actually the last track. Maybe the last like standard track, then there's some bonus tracks. So Still Not a Player by Incubus and Big Pun. Yeah. I love Brandon Boyd um, singing a hook, man. That's good. I was going to say, you know, with the with the gift of hindsight 20 years later, I don't think Brandon Boyd really brings anything to this. No? I feel like he, he didn't really need to be in this doing vocals like no i i i think it's it's like having a having an r&b singer guest and sing your hook i think yeah and i think it it goes along with what they they bring musically to the track um and i love it would it'd be killmore by this point right yeah if this is 2000 then it's not uh yeah so it's it's dj killmore i love the turntable work on here yeah um that's it. You've got the kind of like science era turntable, like heavy funk. That all works yeah. really well for me. But just yeah, in hindsight, I'm like, hmm, do we really need the kind of Brandon Boyd vocals at the beginning? Not necessarily. <sighs> all right, I think I think that's going to be a, a, <laughs> a, a, a real disagree for the show. Um, there is okay there's one spot and this is again where if I had pulled the the clip the way I had meant to pull the clip I'm going to find it I'm going to float around and cut out me floating around the Spotify track no once I put the blows get your clothes cause you got to go out the door downstairs little brown hairs everywhere you nasty bro I don't care round here they call me big one that's that's my favorite bit that bit I like um and the uh, oh, and this is one of those songs. Like, like there are certain phrases that that trigger a song for me every time. Like in conversation, if somebody says um, first things first, then always my brain says you're fucking with the worst." <laughs> brain can't stop that. Uh, so in this one, um, I don't discriminate. I regu- I regulate every shade of the ass, except you know, classy turntablism takes out the the anyway uh, yeah every time i hear i don't discriminate big pun says i regulate every shade so wow (laughs) yeah it's a little insight into your brain there (laughs) uh so so for for what it is for the 2000 hip-hop rock and roll combinations i can i can recommend at least three songs from this album yeah you know i'm I'm not saying this is a bad song. I'm just, you know, having having grown up a bit. Yeah. You you I'm, can I'm... see where someone might not be as on board as we were 20 yeah. years ago. And, you know, you got to put this in context like so we we kind of became friends talking about kind of incubus oh, that's and true, yeah. metal bands and stuff. Um and I think we were both kind of growing a bit musically and discovering new things so this is kind of a reference to you know what we kind of bonded over that that kind of that's our kind of anchor was was kind of new metally stuff so that that's that's true and i think as if I've, i've listened to some new metal in the last few years and it's so weird the incubus is grouped with like coal chamber as far as the genre goes even even like those up to you know morning like later incubus obviously they've gone off and done their own thing and broken free of the genre like they don't need to be on a family values tour to get their name exposure 
but but even even yeah listening to that early stuff they've such a different sense of humor they're weird um uh the, i read a uh it wasn't a full like interview with mike uh einziger i want to say uh the guitarist from incubus but uh like like little blurbs that a guitar magazine was uh little questions that they were asking a bunch of different guitarists um and so many times uh he mentioned that their singer doesn't rap so what sets your band apart well our singer doesn't rap um i was like oh well i've, I've listened to those first couple he raps as much as anthony kiedis you know sure. yeah but what well, didn't they start life as a red hot chili peppers cover band yeah they uh in the liner notes for fungus among us they talk about how they were an unholy alliance of primus uh mr bungle and red hot chili peppers yeah and the the way my brain took that at that point is like cool now I, I you know i'm listening to all three of those at once that's that's efficiency nice. now i kind of know what mr bungle sounds like i don't i i still don't really know what mr bungle <laughs> sounds like um no. but uh yeah we got we got through six songs today sweet because we were nice. able to package uh big pun and incubus with uh, everlast and mob deep um my homework is to listen to actual mob deep that's that's what i'm assigning myself hmm yeah maybe i'll do that <laughs> we'll see yeah just because i, I want to know like the whole I, I at least listen to their original i'm gonna listen to shook ones part one uh mm -hmm. shook ones part two and survival of the fittest that's that's what I'm gonna do at, at the very least. Um, Excellent. So next week on the show, uh, listeners will not be surprised that we're pausing uh, the mixtape that we're currently in the middle of. Uh, and Zen recently saw a, a band live that was on the on the old bucket list. Yeah. Uh, so while we're riding high on nine inch nails, we're gonna do a five songs next week. Yeah. Um, I always like doing a five songs where it, it's not related to someone's passing. Mm, yeah, it's a celebratory five songs. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I started my I, list. This is going to be tough for me. Yeah, I started my list and then I was like, oh, that's so many songs. That's too many songs. Yeah. I, I feel like we're gonna have very different lists but um well i i mean I, I i hope so but and i i know my list now is gonna be way different than if i did you know five songs 10 years ago or if i did it in high school i love mm. making a nine inch nails mixtape for someone i haven't had a lot of opportunities for it but i i really like that because you know it's a band full of like uh interludes and and weird quiet moments and mm -hmm bonus things and fun fun finds i mean i have to say i'm sorry i know you have to get off but um it was such a diverse crowd i was yeah i don't know what i was expecting really but like every shade of alternative subgenre you can imagine was kind of represented in the audience right um, but, i mean like, yeah, yeah over the 35 years almost since pretty hate machine a lot of folks have come around it's yeah the, what, what's also fun is the crowd at a cake concert 
it's it's not quite as diverse, but you see a lot of a lot of parents bring in their kids because oh, they, I mean, there's there's some swearing sometimes, but cake, it's fun. Yeah. All right. Well, look forward to that uh, as our next episode. Uh, and as always, oh, there's an ad. There was this guy who became oh, insanely popular. Jesus was canceled. There's the punchline. <laughs>